Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, and I am excited. He has come through. I guess Rosie, his trips last week on the podcast must have gotten to him, but we are now welcoming this week co-host Challen Rogers. Challen, how are you doing? I'm a little upset right now. Ah, come on. I thought I was getting a wonderful right You were going to get a wonderful but Why? But what? Because I think if we... You hadn't like... actually listened to the podcast from last week, had you? No. No. But right. um, <laughs> that's not where I was going. Uh, okay. No. L- last time I was on here and this, I brought yeah. this up and yeah. you said that you had to go to the higher ups and I was like, yeah, okay, cause... you let me know. And then I fans seeing me and talking to me and obviously discussing with them and they're like, oh, when are you coming on the pod? I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm actually waiting for Mike to to talk with the higher ups and get the yeah. okay. And you know that never came until today. I went into Mike's office and said, "Hey, when, what's going on with the podcast?" I think man? I was like, "Hey," flagged you down and was like, "Nice to see you. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. Uh, where you been? We've been recording. Rosie was looking for you last week, but uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna roll the dice here. See how this goes." Uh, we do have to let the cat out of the bag. As we're discussing here, this is twice we've let the cat out of the bag. Once you'll hear it later in the uh, Adam J interview, I just realized I used the same phrase, which is also some foreshadowing to a segment we're going to get to later on in the program today. But uh, we've already recorded the Adam J interview at this point as we're talking, recording this part, the intro. So, you know, we've, you know. Like I say, for the third time, we let the cat out of the bag. That sometimes, folks, when you're listening to a podcast, things aren't recorded in the order that you hear them. So um, we have done an interview. We'll talk about that after. But uh, I do have to say, Child did some great preparatory work to get ready for that interview. So you'll definitely hear that come out in uh, just a few moments. But let's talk about lacrosse and the Toronto Rock. And you are on the injured reserve right now. So you've had a chance to watch the games in a bit of a different way the last couple of weeks. And this past week in Halifax, we made the trip out to support the boys. And of course, we had a little viral clip, I guess you could say, in the first game you missed. It, yeah. In the stands, we had the camera, TSN, broadcast, national television. No, wasn't very excited. That. Yeah, I like when my teammates score. Yeah, you and Corbeil were very dialed in, and it was great to watch you guys watch... It was Mizuka's breakaway goal, yep. right? Yeah. So, I, hey, listen, I've been around. Since Phil's been drafted to this team, I've been around him a lot. And, uh, you know, he's a great kid. And he just loves seeing, seeing him have success. But, um, you know, with saying that, he's worked a lot on his game and worked a lot on his breakaways and his hands. And um, to kind of see where he started on his breakaway journey until that goal <laughs> – there's one opportunity last year because that was that was his first year but um there's one time where we all kind of make jokes about it or did um he had a breakaway and then he pulled well like partial breakaway i guess he could have had a breakaway but he kind of like pulled it out and waited and kind of made jokes about that but now he's kind of being more assertive and going on the breakaways but yeah he's he's figuring it out and finishing and what a sick goal. That was just awesome. Wasn't expecting that, and he does it. And just You can see all the, the progress he's done. Well, this all, your answer to that, it really does explain the 
genuine excitement that you showed when he scored where it looked like, you know, you were hoping that your little brother was going to score almost. Yeah, no, 100%. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So uh, the other side of it, you saw a win in that game, saw a loss in Halifax, different emotions, I'm sure, in the stands. But uh, why don't you kind of quickly take us through what uh, you thought of the game on Saturday night? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a way different perspective being up top, not really having any ability to kind of help out in any way. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just think we made some mental mistakes, um, that, you know, ended up costing us, uh, kind of, you know, we defense is playing great. Um, you know, we're, we're fighting back, trying to tie the game up and, um, we get really close and, you know, they score right after and, that's really deflating when you're on the bench or obviously when you're watching, but um, yeah, I, I just think mental mistakes, the little things that, you know, we preach that we want to be really good at, or, um, you know, we just made those mistakes and, and Halifax was in a position to capitalize on them. Now uh, we're going to, we're going to jump into our interview with Adam J now. And uh, I'm it. excited for people to hear this and to see how it went. Yeah, it's uh, right. we got to learn a lot about Shug. Yeah, little disclaimer: it's only going to get better from my side. You know, that's <laughs> that, those questions were written down mid-interview. All right. Yeah, they're okay. going to get better. So if I have a second chance here, they're going to get better. All right. Well, without any further ado, let's check in with Adam Sugar J here on Toronto Rock Total Access. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and uh, along with my co-host, Challen Rogers, this is our first official interview, and as our first guest, Challen, you have, maybe, you want to give the intro for our guest? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Um, well, first off, this is my first booking. I'm glad that, you know, the uh, you went to the higher-ups, forgot to let me know that it was okay, so <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Um, but yeah, I booked our first guest here, Adam Sugar J, all the way from Langford, British Columbia. Welcome. Langford, born and raised. That's out of Victoria, BC, just for all you listeners out there. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. I feel honored to be Child's first co-host guest. Let's go. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. So do you already have, do you have something you want to lead off with here, Chal? Um, No. I'm going to let no. you lead off. <laughs> I've been thinking you, all... What, I, you've, you already... So again, truth be known, we're going to let the cat out of the bag. You... you started off by saying you had some notes and now no i said i was gonna open the notes app so i could get some questions you're gonna open up with your notes and shug the very first thing i said to you right before we got started is don't hit the table because all you're gonna hear on the podcast is the table you've hit the table twice already listen all this is the start we're off to here all i've been all i've been thinking all i've been thinking about is coming for that co-host job wow Wow. already (laughs) first first gig he's already the shortest lived co-host ever all right um, so Shug, this is the first time on the podcast, I think, right? Uh, yeah, or I might, I might have made before? my debut like four years oh, ago. Oh, I think you were okay, yeah, listen, yeah, but it's a been long a while. time ago. Anything so, that happened pre pandemic kind of was another lifetime. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we're out of it. All right, well, um, let's start off by talking a little bit then about lacrosse, and then child, you can take it for a little bit more of the inside who Adam J is Love it. after we're done that. But this past weekend, Chal, not in the lineup. Shug, you were in the lineup against Halifax. Talk to us a little bit about that game and uh, a game that really just felt like, 
in a lot of areas, it was just just not quite enough, right, to win that game. I don't think you can really say that, and, you know, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here at all, but I don't think you can say that it was necessarily a bad game by the Toronto Rock, but it just a little bit short kind of in some different spots. But your take, let's hear it. Yeah, like for, for starters, obviously it wasn't the way we wanted the game to end, but I was just like a typical fast-paced lacrosse game. is back and forth. I just feel like every time we brought it close, like they would score right away after, and it was just a game of runs. And unfortunately, we didn't come on the right side of it, and we were all pretty disappointed in that. And we're obviously going to be better for that moving forward. And we got Albany this weekend, so we're trying to just move past that last weekend. And it was a, it was a tough one overall. It was tough playing on the road. They they got a great atmosphere there, a great crowd. It was packed and just obviously not the outcome we wanted. Talk a little bit about the crowd there. It must have been nice to have a pretty decent contingent of rock fans on the road. Yeah, actually, you know what? It's been the first time in a long time where we actually, I don't know if I'm just speaking for myself, but when we came out of the tunnel, we heard a bunch of cheers, and I was like, whoa, like that's a first. Because usually when we're playing at – First Ontario Center, it's pretty normal for every visiting team to have their own section of fans, and they always hear it. And then for us to hear that in Halifax, was it was pretty incredible to see the support we have and definitely made us play harder, that's for sure. And you're talking about, uh, too, and sorry not to jump all over the place no. here, but as we were talking about, um, you know, just before we started here, you're going to have some family in town in a couple of weeks when uh, the Bandits are here which will be great that you get a little bit of extra support in the stands yourself. And, you know, being from out of province, you don't probably have a ton of family and whatnot around here that can make it to all the games. So just to kind of dovetail off that a little bit, what's it going to be like again, you know, or what is it like when you do have the the family and Uh, friends in the crowd? uh, Honestly, I try to be super chill about it (laughs) because ever since I started playing lacrosse when I was a little kid, I'd get nervous. My dad coming to the games or what whatever family members i'm just like oh there's people watching me like people i really care about and but i'm super excited that they have that opportunity to come watch us in ontario especially and just see what we're all about especially in hamilton like the location change is a little different but my dad's like oh hamilton's the best so but it's gonna be like i said it's just gonna be a great experience to have them it's gonna be my dad and my two little nephews cohen and mason so Mason, I think he just turned eight. It'll be his first uh, ever Toronto Rock game. So for him to have that experience and watch me play is going to be pretty cool. So Let's flip back to the Halifax game here. And, you know, after, you know, the final buzzer goes, obviously, on Saturday night, then you see then Buffalo loses. And then on Sunday, then Rochester loses. And you sit there and... How much did your emotions perhaps change from the time that, you know, the final buzzer goes in the Rock game to that final buzzer in the Rochester game where they lose? You know, things, I think everybody's perspective probably changed a little bit on the weekend. Yeah, for sure. I think as soon as the Halifax game ended, we were, I was, I was really mad. I'm not going to lie. I was just disappointed. But you have to have a short memory and get over it. But at the end of the day, the way I look at it is great that Buffalo and Rochester lost for us, but it was also a missed opportunity. And it's just we're lucky that they lost so we can keep up with the pace and host a home playoff game because that's the ultimate goal, right? 
Absolutely, to have that uh, road to the NLL Cup go through first Ontario Centre in Rock City. Chal, I see you've been feverishly taking some <laughs> notes and doing some prep over here on the fly. Are you ready to have the mic turned over to you to throw a few questions at Shug? Yeah, are we coming back to you after? Well, I yeah, asked well, you? well yeah. I might even jump in. I might All have right. a follow-up for you. Perfect. All well, right. I'll- Go right ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> these notes are a little scattered all over the place, but I'm going to start nice and easy here. Grew up in Langford, obviously, <laughs> out west. Um, How did you start playing lacrosse? What age were you at? Who got you into it? So, funny story. I My dad tried to get me for lacrosse when I was five, and he said I wouldn't even pick up the stick. So, that was kiboshed, and I started playing t-ball. <laughs> that was kind of fun baseball, but... And I actually didn't start actually playing lacrosse. I turned 13. My first year lacrosse was field lacrosse. And then I loved that so much because my, I, I remember like it was yesterday, my, uh, my two best friends growing up, uh, Riley Marsh and Cole Matterson. They got me into it. They're like, hey, you should, you like field lacrosse? You should try, come try and play some box lacrosse. And I, I started box lacrosse when I was 14 years old. And I started with the Wanafuca Whalers, my hometown, go Whalers. <laughs> JDF. And I just played through the minor program. I don't think my first real season of a, junior, like A lacrosse was until junior. When I hit about 18, I kind of just peaked and started playing junior A. But growing up through the minor, I just played with my best friends and played at the B level or the house level. I'm not sure what it's called out here, but never really went to tryouts or did any of those special teams or any of that. I just just enjoyed it with my with my boys from back home. Riley Marsh. <laughs> Love that. Did you say you you didn't start playing box till you were fourteen? Fourteen, yeah. Well I was going to play him when I was thirteen and then I uh, I broke my foot first trial. So I didn't start till I was uh, second year bantam, I believe. That is incredibly late, right? Very late. Yeah. Doss was a late bloomer too. I'm pretty sure he started in grade six. I think. Yeah, in Langford we we did a still, little. That's a le- like you're still pretty like you're yeah. eleven then. Yeah, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I was pretty much just what was I doing when I was a kid? <laughs> playing video games and going to the skate park. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you weren't playing t-ball anymore. <laughs> no, no. b-ball. Yeah, I did play <laughs> basketball my yeah. my whole life growing up. But that must have been a challenge, even picking up the game at fourteen to then play junior even that's starting only you know three years later like yeah it was kind of funny we had a intermediate out there so that was after uh u17 lacrosse i remember my first year it was called intermediate b which is technically your first year junior out here they just switched it to the five-year junior program out there i played offense and then they're like hey you should try out for defense for junior a (laughs) and then i did that and then i played four years for the junior a shamrock so that's quite a like. So you'd have played what junior A when you're 18? Yes. Yeah. I I always played against Challen. It was not fun, and I hate the Adonis. <laughs> wow. I hate us because you want to be with us. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Oh, see, that's pretty. That's great. Yeah. Mike would have never bloomer. known that. If no, I, I didn't know oh. that. Yeah, late bloomer. A lot of people don't know that. So whenever you start lacrosse, just stick with it. Yeah. Here's That's a like, kind of side question. Sorry to cut you off. I got to get better at this. Um, <laughs> side question, because obviously you're around the track a lot, coaching, uh, Sundays, junior, all that stuff. Can you, <clears throat> let's just say you're kind of seeing a kid who's not the greatest. 
can you kind of relate to them a little bit more and kind of fire them up a little bit about the sport a little bit easier than maybe someone else? Yeah. So you're saying like if they're not as skilled? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I try to tell all the kids I coach, like, obviously you're here to get better, but we always say like child, child myself, Dan, whoever, we always say rule number one, the most important thing is having fun. I think the biggest thing for me was just growing up as a kid, I got to be with my two best friends every weekend for games. We'd have sleepovers, go to tournaments. And then just from that point on, like it wasn't about being the best lacrosse player on the team, scoring all the goals. It was just enjoying the sport and being with your being with your boys every every chance you could get to play lacrosse. It's just it's all about having fun growing up. It wasn't too serious. My dad wasn't too hard on me. He freaked out a lot, though, if I ever got cheap-shotted or something. I remember uh, most of my arenas, he'd walk down to this one specific corner at the glass, and that's when I knew he was mad and wanted me to do something <laughs> about it. So I started learning that as I got a little older. But, yeah, I would just tell them it's all about having fun. Don't worry about if you can't catch it or pass. If you drop a pass, don't freak out. You're there with your friends. Like It's the biggest thing for me. It's Even, a very positive attitude to have yeah. towards the game. Yeah, even to this day, like rock practices and stuff, if you, or you drop a pass or you do something wrong, like there's always one teammate or two teammates. Like, oh, it's all good, man. Like, next play, next play. Yeah, it's all good. That's just all you can do. Don't ever do it again. Yeah, just no. don't ever do it. Again. <laughs> well, that you know, starting as late as you did, like, when was it that you decided, hey, I might want to, you know try pro or I'm really going to get serious about even playing junior a. Um, Oh, I honestly, Mike, like I didn't even think about playing the NLL or anything like that. Like I was hoping like maybe I'd play senior after junior, but I think my biggest year by far was my last year at junior getting traded to the Delta junior a Islanders. And we went to the Minto that year. Obviously we didn't win. Hate the Adonacs. <laughs> <laughs> But um, that year really boosted me, and I was—I think I was delivering mail at the time. And then I was like, a couple—I uh, saw these on Inside Lacrosse and stuff. My name a couple times, and I'm like, what? What is all this? What's Inside Lacrosse? Like, yeah. I didn't—I didn't know about Inside Lacrosse till I was about 20 years old. Yeah. And that's kind of when I was like, oh, maybe I am good enough to play. And then when I got drafted to Vancouver, I was like, oh. This is pretty surreal. Yeah. Like, didn't think that would ever happen. And then, yeah, here we are. Well, even when I think about you mentioning that draft thing and some of the, uh, you know, pre-draft hype, I remember it was kind of like you were billed as this, like, maybe dark horse, speedy transition guy that, you know, you kind of, like, could be a steal of the draft kind of thing, whoever gets their hands on them. So, I'm not kidding. So you, so, you, so, you so you read that article? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, but that was the thing, right? It was kind of like a little bit of a guy who's maybe a little bit under the radar, but he's come along here recently and could be, could be somebody who develops into quite a player. Yeah, I definitely need need some time. I remember I got drafted to Vancouver, and I I went to that camp. I wasn't prepared, and it was like it was all on me. I wasn't in good enough shape. Nowhere near just playing against grown men just like a whole nother level wake up call kind of like, wow, if I really want to do this, I got to take a year to really focus. And luckily I uh, signed with Toronto and ever since then I've just 
been trying to grind and get better. Sugar Jay was born. Sugar Jay, Sugar was, Jay born. was born. Yeah. <laughs> Thank do, goodness the stealth cut. Yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about how sugar, the did sugar you, and sugar kind of touch on that last time I was on? I think maybe, but can we uh, get yeah, it? No, I'd love to hear that from Shug's point of view. How Shug, did Adam from, Sugar Jay start up? Uh, okay. So back in the day when me and Mr. Rogers over here used to live together, we used to, we still do watch Celebrity Big Brother. And there's this musician on the show named Sugar Ray. You ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah. Can you sing us a song, Mike? I can't sing. No. Come on in there. <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> and then our child just like randomly looked at me and he was like, Sugar Ray? How about Sugar Jay? And then it was just like an ongoing joke. I don't even know how it like got carried away but we came into the track and the next thing you know jamie is calling me sugar jay and then i run out the floor on the home game and this announcer <laughs> named mike hancock's yelling <laughs> adam sugar jay so it's uh i've definitely gotten used to it it's definitely a little random sometimes when i have tenure my 10 year old rockstar team are like what's up sugar <laughs> like uh all right what's up boys well it was like i i just remember the first time hearing it around here and i was just like this is awesome this has to stick yeah like it has to and then yeah the rest yeah. is history then you were sugar j running out yeah that, sorry to cut you off adam uh <laughs> now that adam's become a goal scorer i think he needs a song <laughs> and i think it's pour some sugar on you Absolutely, you're right on. That yeah, is I what just, it would be. Yes, if you um, can lock in that you're going to be a regular goal scorer, then you will get a goal song. Man, just just give it to me one time. Just, <laughs> next, just a next quick goal. surprise. I, I don't know when it's coming, but next goal, just a quick surprise. All right, and maybe I'll score two that game. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well go for Sugar's going to be point. all over the place. All right. Yeah, I mean, hey, the Iceman has caught on like oh, wildfire, wow. by the way. Come on. I, and I, like, come on. And I just want to appreciate that nickname. <laughs> Iceman is a great nickname for that guy. I actually can't believe how much it took, took no time to catch on. I don't no. even know why. Like, the NLL started using it. Pat uh, Gregoire and Teddy Jenner talking about it in their coast to coast. Like, it has been the fastest thing to ever catch on. I know Dan Craig loves that nickname. He's he's pretends pretends sometimes he doesn't, but I can see him smiling. I if he has ever said he ha I asked him straight up here last week. I said, "Do you like it?" And he always says, "I don't hate it, and I'm okay to run with it." And that's what he said it on Coast Coast. <laughs> I know he likes it better than Swish, but the funny thing about that is there was a couple of people commented on the very first like formal Iceman post what or whatever. To Swish? Yeah, what happened to Swish? <laughs> I like Swish. I'm like, I we can't win. All right. Well, I, I didn't want to say, you know, Dan was He's a man of all slightly trades. wanting to maybe have a different nickname. He was pretty happy about the Iceman. I and we got a couple other things planned with this too. So huh? some other social media stuff we're gonna do with <laughs> with the Iceman. So we're looking forward to this. But what do you have are you guys good with the Iceman? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, the ice. Yeah, okay. I like the ice. All Whatever right. Dan Craig gets named, I like. Okay. I like Swish. I like kind of all our nicknames. Like I, I like said, Dan the Man. other the other bit was going to be that if if Iceman didn't catch on, we were going to change his nickname and goal song every week. <laughs> <laughs> I did like uh, when you had 007 going at the track. Yeah, well, that was that was when I was very close to yeah. So this is the thing. So I was auditioning it. 
I wanted to play it, that song that I found on the speakers here to see like, would that actually play? Like, was it going to sound good in arena? Yeah, and a little tough. It, it was, it was a totally different vibe too. It was like a very low key, like jazz. Yeah. It was not a little jazz. jazzy. It was a little jazzy. No. <laughs> All right. Now we're, listen, if you're listening to the podcast now, obviously if you're listening, and I'm going to play that song as no. either an in or an out at some point during this show. And you're going to hear that there was no jazz involved whatsoever. I for haven't the heard it for over a month for yeah. that. Okay. So, so <laughs> may or may not have contained jazz. Okay. <laughs> Any more questions? Yeah. 47. How'd you get it? Ooh, that's a good question. And it's not a good, not a cool story. Like it's just kind of given to me. I remember I was, uh, Got drafted in an IMO. Uh, coming out of junior, I was number 23. Conrad Chapman, if you're listening to this in Victoria, you took my number. <laughs> and Nanaimo, Nanaimo's like, oh, you want number, f- I think it was like, you want number 54 or 47? And I was like, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll take 47. And then obviously coming to the Toronto Rock, I'd. Obviously, I'm a great teammate, so I told Challen he could keep his number 23. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And then your other choice is 47. You could have picked another number than 47. It's not like we only had. Yeah, well, just stuck. You right? stuck with you. It was like, branded. Yeah. All right. Love it. Hey, thanks. I feel like the number stories, like they're either super yeah. special or they're just. Completely you. not special at all. Yeah, 50 50, whether or not, yeah. you know. There's no in, in between. Well, my number used to be special. <laughs> <laughs> Chal, here's your opportunity. Your number 23 was because. I was given it. I walked in, Stony Brook, first day, blonde hair, bleach blonde hair. Walked Dude. in, couldn't find my stall. And then, so I just kind of got ready on the floor and then. After practice, went back in and someone's like, oh, you're right here. I look, and I was 23. Wait, <laughs> why'd you wear 55 in junior? Didn't you wear 55? I did. Oh, what a good um, memory. Yeah, 55. I like to think of that as my stayed home D number <laughs> in junior. I should have stuck with 54. <laughs> yeah, I was 64 in midget, but 55, I know, super random. It was the only jersey that could fit me, like, you know, size-wise. But 55, um, I think it was kind of like Adam's story. There, there wasn't a whole lot of options left. And um, Mark Matthews wore it before. I was like, I used to watch highlights of Mark Matthews all the time in college. And before that, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good number to wear after someone who's unreal to watch. So it's like, all right, 55. He's a stay-at-home old guy. And then I thought I was a stay-at-home D guy. Who was 55? Was Ed Jovanovsky 55? Yeah, Jovo Cop. Jovo. I was in the Canucks. Mike Hancock. Do you not Larry know Murphy was 55. <laughs> yes. I, when I think 55, I think Larry Murphy, I guess it depends. But not Ed Jovanovsky. Jovo Cop. West Jovo. Coast Express. Beast. Yes, how'd that turn out? Canucks win? <laughs> No, oh my god. I don't think so. But he gets a first overall fix, generational talent. Must be nice. Yeah, five cups. It's been good. <laughs> in my lifetime as a Penguins fan, five cups. It's good. Yeah, I am a this fan. year. You're not gonna see the, the very first cup ever won by that franchise. So like we'll hopefully get the opportunity to. And by we me, I think, he's a Habs fan. I think Vancouver wins a cup before Pittsburgh. 
like again, their next cup. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hot it's take. End of an era. Hot take. I love it. I'm I'm jumping. It on might that. be the only thing that could happen here is the Penguins miss the playoffs, miraculously win the lottery, and get Bedard. And oh, oh my wow, god! Wow, that would be awesome. If that happens, I'm not watching. You must have dreamt that NHL last night. <laughs> Yeah, well, there'll be some rebuilding or not rebuilding, retooling after this year. But the Pens got to get their act together here, make the playoffs. I'm not. Uh, I don't want this streak to end. That's for sure. Rebuild. Uh, no, there's no rebuild. They still got the guy. Anyways, we can talk about that another segment. Uh, you got anything else for sure? I'm gonna ask one more here. Okay. Uh, this kind of just popped into my mind. Two sports. Neither of them are lacrosse. Do you think you are a better golfer or a better basketball player? Because I like to think you're good at both and better at me at both. <laughs> That's super nice. I think you're a good basketball player, though. Uh, and you. I wanted the other one. You're working hard at golf, <laughs> and it's coming along. Thank this you. is your summer. Thank you. Good support. Um, I'm going to say for now, golf. But I feel like this is an answer for both sports. If I played more basketball, I'd be get my basketball handles back right away. But I'm telling you right now, this summer – is my summer for golf. I'm getting new irons and I'm turning this season around. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Just got to get that driver off the tee, you know? Yeah. Who wins one-on-one, you and Zach Mans basketball? Oh, Zach Mans, but listen, two-on-two, Mansy's my point guard, okay? <laughs> he, he nodded over at me like I was getting the call. <laughs> he, uh, he really did. Uh, I think it was like, Ross we will if I want to play, yeah, I want to play big ball, get chow. But hey, you guys used to play a lot here, right? Oh, when yeah. there was uh, no turf on the other side, all the time. We play at least once or twice a week, every time, three on three. That was that was a lot of fun. Like, are the hoops still here? Why don't you just set them up in the parking lot once in a we while? We actually do do that for summer camps and stuff. Yeah. So this summer there'll be some hooping going on. All right. <laughs> It's good cardio challenge. All yeah. right, all right. We got anything else for sugar? We get. Um, to... I feel like I've carried this episode. Oh wow! Already. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You've done well. Does he get a pass here in his oh, first? Oh, 100. Yeah. Okay. I actually think he might have just took your job, and okay. I should be the co-host. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's just the challenge show. Yeah. yeah. That's not sure. a bad. That's not a bad thing. Go. Yeah. I'll just run the technical side back here, and you guys can just. You can be our producer. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just chime in every once in a while. Yeah. If you guys need me to like look something up on Google that you guys aren't sure about, I'll be like, actually, that's a, uh, yeah. Okay. You might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. Nah, I'm, just right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Shook. Well, uh, thanks a lot. Good luck this weekend in Albany. Hey, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much for having me on. Chow's first co-host episode. It's, it's been an honor. And go Whalers. Hit it. <laughs> JDF. One of you Kowalers. Yep. My All hometown right. team. Historic. Historic. Historic episode today. All right. Thanks, Sug. And uh, hopefully we'll do this again soon. All right. Thanks again. All right. That was Adam Sugar J, defender with the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break and we'll be back to wrap up this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Back to wrap up this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access, Mike Hancock, along with co-host Challen Rogers, just finished up the interview with Adam J. What a good one. Went phenomenal. So good. So good. (laughs) You know what the intro should be? Or maybe the outro. Pour some sugar on me. Yeah, okay. Well, by the time people are hearing this, it will have happened. Oh, let's go. (laughs) 
<laughs> Perfect. That's the second time I made a really good suggestion <laughs> yeah. on the show. Yeah, like it's like you knew what was going to happen. Almost. Okay. All right. So I got a few things, a couple things that have kind of been a little bit bothering me, some new terms that I'm kind of throwing out there, but I, I want to throw some things at you. And I had heard something, uh, you know, recently in a commercial, it was an insurance commercial. And I just want to get your feedback because this is just something I want to talk about. It's just like a random thing I'm throwing out here. But now more than ever, right? When yeah. anybody says, you know what? You know, you got to get this. It was some kind of life insurance thing or something. And it was like, you know, now more than ever. But what is it that like, <laughs> I just find the expression. So I just want to get your feedback on this is the expression now more than ever really even a thing. Now I'm like really looking into it. Because do you ever get to a point where it's like, oh, it really is now now more important than ever? I think there's certain situations where it could come to that point, but I don't yeah, know. I just, I just I find like in advertising anyways, I find it's it's just uh it's useless. Anyways, the next one, <laughs> another thing that again, um and I had never heard this term before, so if you've if you've heard it a lot previously, or maybe you've just stumbled upon it yourself. But in the betting world, and I find that this has come up um, a lot here with March Madness going on and people talking about their picks and, and whatnot, but the term chalk. Yeah. I, I honestly, honestly never heard that term before this year's like March Madness and everybody was making their picks and like, oh, this is chalk. This is chalk. And I'm like, what like I I felt like it m- probably meant what it does, but I hadn't like I had never used that before. Have you ever? Is this something you've been familiar with for a long time? And I've been like head in the clouds here and not caught on to this. But what? I feel like I'm in the middle of this because I'm like I'm on your side with not really knowing what it means. But I also lived with people that would use these terms, so yeah. I kind of became familiar with them. A little bit. But is this like in the last couple of years or this yeah. I'd say within like the or? last I would say this year is when I've heard it the most. Usually it's from like Nancy, Adam. You know, <laughs> so again, chalk. for people who are not familiar with this, I'm gonna read the definition to you. In sports betting, chalk is basically just a significant favorite. A team favored with a significant point spread would be considered chalk. All bets that all bets, this is where it gets kind of confusing. All bets that are chalk are also favorites, but all favorites are not necessarily chalk. Chalk is not the complete opposite of an underdog. See, I always <laughs> thought it's like that's chalk is like it's a bad thing. Like it's done. Yeah. Like now it's I'm over. just like, like now you I'm chalk just saying, it up to yeah. okay, yeah. But now I'm like overthinking the word chalk and how weird of a word that actually is, chalk. So (laughs) I guess it was because in the early days of horse racing when boards were not digital that the odds were in chalk. Mm. So horses that generally were receiving the most action were the overwhelming favorites so that they were constantly changing those odds, meaning there was a lot of chalk being used essentially. So it... They were chalk. That was chalk because it was a overwhelming favorite. Learn something new every day. There you go. So here's another one you're going to learn maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll get to one more annoying thing. 
Is the correct phrase champing at the bit or chomping at the bit? Chomping for me. Chomp. This is like an SAT test. <laughs> <laughs> so that would actually be incorrect. John. The correct phrase is champing because the the phrase all comes from a horse grinding its teeth. And that motion is called champing the bit in the horse's mouth, champing at the bit, being anxious to do something ready to go. But I think it the goes phrase chomping yeah. has become acceptable due to essentially incorrect overuse <laughs> over yeah. the years that both are now considered correct, even though truly champing at the bit was the original phrase. Well, and in- people have probably heard me say that before on this podcast. I feel like I brought it up at some point over the years because it's one of those things that once I learned the whole origin of it, it did kind of bother me. But also if you do use it, and and I was reading up on it a little bit today that it, it continually reverted back to this has become an unpopular phrase in current, you know, vernacular or uh, verbiage, whatever you want to say. But um, if I do use, oh, he's champing at the bit, people will be like, you said it wrong. Yeah. Right? Well, champing at the bit, wouldn't that kind of mean that the bit, you already have the bit or the horse has the bit? Because like you said, champing was grinding at the teeth, right? So you yeah. already have the bit. Right. So essentially chomping, maybe you're getting closer to the bit. So now you're saying the phrase chomping at the bit is that you are trying to obtain the bit. Exactly. That you don't, you have, don't it. have it. You can't chomp at it. So no. you're chomping towards the bit? Yeah. In hopes of getting the bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like maybe you're... Uh, Child, I got to say I'm not buying that one. No, maybe you're at the... Maybe you're not in a playoff spot. Yeah. You're chomping at the bit. The bit's the playoffs. So you're trying to get there. You know, you have three games left and got to win them all. You're chomping at the bit to get there. But I don't know. I'm just overthinking this. Yeah, I think that. This is on you. You brought this up. So my last one goes back to a little bit of the normal now more than ever kind of thing. But when play-by-play announcers, and I have been guilty of this in when I have done play-by-play as well, because sometimes it makes sense to use it. It really does. But the overuse of the phrase makes no mistake right especially in hockey pass it out in front and -and so-and-so makes no mistake (laughs) yeah your thoughts on makes no mistake is it even something that should have ever really been introduced into play-by-play language uh yeah i mean as you say that in your um i don't know your example yeah i just feel like you know we were talking about Connor bedard earlier yeah maybe he gets the puck in front like or his game winner in the World Juniors. Yeah. I can say he made no mistake there because he went through <laughs> three guys and the goalie. Yeah. So I, I feel like it fits. It's- but I, almost, I guess I almost think that, like, if a guy gets the ball and scores, he always makes no mistake, doesn't he? If that's, like, the, the call on the whatever, like, couldn't you just say it all the time? Well, maybe sometimes <laughs> they shoot five hole and it just, like, trickles in. He kind of made a mistake. Shot at his stick. The goalie made the mistake. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like it has a place. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to throw a few things out there. Maybe we'll make this a regular segment and come up with a name (laughs) for it. Stuff that kind of bothers you slash stuff that you might not know the origin of the phrase. Yeah. We got to come up with a shorter name for the segment, though. Right now, too long. All right, well, uh, as we get ready to uh, 
come up to another game here Saturday night in Albany. Uh, is there anything that you're going to be watching on the bus? What is the go-to on the bus for you to watch? Um, great question. It's usually whatever the rookies bring for uh, <clears throat> movies. I know we have kind of some staples that we've seen a few times. Like, um, what is it? Oh, this is good. Staples that I can't remember. <laughs> so uh, good. <laughs> yeah, real good. Um, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. See that a lot. But great. Step play. Brothers, I bet. Uh, I don't know if we have Step Brothers. Oh. We watched. Uh, hmm. What is it? It's like an old movie, Revenge of the Nerds. We <laughs> that watched was a bus film. We watched hey, that wow. one year. Wow. That's a classic. Does Slapshot not get regular rotation anymore? I don't think so, no. That's I don't, bizarre. I don't seen that. That was such a go-to, like, forever. Yeah. I've become a card guy this year. Well, the thing I was going to ask about, sorry, before you get to that, the thing I was going to ask about the movies is how many guys have just decided whatever's playing – they don't really care and they've got their own tablet or phone where they've downloaded stuff where they're using the Wi-Fi and, and are just doing their own thing. I think it kind of goes both ways. I think yeah. people have that. Uh, you know, we have some students um, as well on our team. So there's times where they're doing schoolwork and, and you know, other guys working. And, um, yeah, people watch their own stuff. I feel like we've – maybe on the way back, someone has, like, the UFC fights or something and we all kind of circle around them watch um lacrosse games i'm sure the basketball games will be a big hit on the way but yeah i think the movie is sometimes background noise and it's just nice to kind of look up if you get eliminated from a game or something just kind of watch and i think it's okay that certain movies get played on the bus over and over again because there's always certain points in the movies where you're like this is a part i really like it makes me laugh. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And then you can just check out for like 20 minutes and yeah. then, oh, wait, no, I like this part again. I'm going to watch yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. So what's been the uh, go-to on the card table? Uh, Schnarps. Yeah. Schnarps is uh, the go-to. We also have, I've brought it up before, but board game called Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, still living, eh? Still living. Still living. It's on its way out, I think, but people like it. People like it. And Matt, it was Jordan Magnuson, right? Yeah, he, he was a builder of yeah. the board. Um, and he and still has not put this in a box and sold it yet. Well, it's not his game to really do that. It was, uh, it was we a took family. it from a was... roommate. Oh, I thought it yeah. was family. No, it was Plester. Okay. Oh, Plester's family. All right, so he's the one that's got to market it. But it very well. I, I feel like in high school or something, maybe middle school, I had to make a game. Um, you know, and you're trying to just kind of copy other games. This one's money. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's just a good one. All right. I know. I think at one point we said we were going to have to play it on the podcast. So maybe in a future episode, yeah. we could have – Because do you need four people? You can play with two, but yes, four is way better. Okay. So maybe we could get two guests, which means we're going to have to add a microphone to the situation. But – um, and maybe play it while we have a conversation with a couple guys. We can play the game and – an interview fun. at the same time yeah. it would have to yeah yeah i love that we've already upped the level of the podcast That's, here quite a bit this is a creative room right of now. action yeah yeah 
Um, well, I do have to remind some fans of some uh, formalities here, as we usually do at the end of the podcast, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll check in one more time here before we wrap it up. But uh, Saturday, April the first, Toronto Rock home against the Buffalo Bandits. Uh, it is minor lacrosse night. It is also Bobble Fist night, where the first five thousand fans will get a Billy Hostrouser bobble fist something unique a new collectible that we're offering this year so tickets in the lower bowl already gone so if you are looking for tickets for saturday night april 1st when the toronto rock take on the buffalo bandits you will be sitting on the upper in the upper bowl and uh great vantage point from up there also but uh, also good news that uh this is going to be a massive crowd definitely the biggest that we've had in Hamilton, and one of the biggest crowds uh, in recent Toronto Rock history, that's for sure, dating back to uh, you know some crowds at Scotiabank Arena as well over the past uh, six or seven years. So it is going to be a big one. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of fans from Buffalo in attendance now that uh, First Ontario Centre is a little bit closer for people to drive up to. The weather should be good. All things uh, kind of look like they're lining up to be a fantastic game. And a fantastic crowd on Saturday, April the 1st. So you can get your tickets at torontorock.com. Yes, that was my foot child. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> the look on your face was like, what have I found here? <laughs> Anyways, get those tickets at torontorock.com. Yes, the new uh, maneuvering of having a co-host back in the uh, same room here across the table. New uh, new adventure. Anyways, uh, torontorock.com for your tickets. And then, of course, on Saturday, April the 15th, it is Fan Appreciation Night when the Rock take on the Philadelphia Wings. Game time is 7 o'clock at First Ontario Centre. So, uh, Chow, any final thoughts here on uh, Episode 1? No. You know, I'm just happy to be a part of it. No. It's, it's been fun. All right. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better than I was. If it was good. Fun. I think it was yeah. a great start. I don't think he. I don't. I think you're. You did a great job. I'm just going to come a little bit more prepared next time. Just All right. a little bit. Yeah. Well, now, now that I think maybe we get into a rhythm here on Tuesday nights with guys coming in for practice and whatnot, we can line some stuff up and uh, do some fun stuff and get back into a, a routine with this on Tuesday nights. Love it. Are you going to ask me what I've been watching? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was, I was more just taking a different spin on it with the bus, but oh, yeah. let's, uh, let's go. You got some stuff lined up here. Yeah. I actually pulled out the Netflix app just to make sure I, I hit all of my bases here. Um, <laughs> started watching what is called the playlist. Spotify. Spotify. Did I not bring this up last I, time? I we... think you did. Yeah. And it took me a while to jump on it. Yeah. Real good. Awesome. I'm at the fourth fourth and last episode. Don't don't wait. Really... Uh, there's more than four, isn't there? I think there's only four. Could be wrong. Double check that. I All think right, there's I'll... more than four. Okay. Well, while I'm checking, because they're this... told basically from a different perspective of different people who were involved in the birth of Spotify, but I think there's more than four episodes. Yeah, no? I did lie. There's yeah. six. Okay. All right. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm just about this is halfway the gold through. you're gonna get here at the end of the podcast, folks, yeah. if you're still listening. Yes. Yeah. My bad. All right, um, halfway through. That's halfway good. through. Really yeah. interesting. Highly recommend. It's pretty funny because you know, obviously like they these music people, the high up music executives just don't want to see change and they don't think change is coming and new wave internet that everyone thought was gonna be a joke is now running the world so i can't wait you yeah once you finish this i can't wait to talk about it okay some cool. of it's left my mind like i feel like i might have to re 
look at the synopsis of this, but I, I know there's some stuff at the, at the end, especially in the final episode that I want to discuss because it's kind of leaves. Uh, anyway, so I don't want to say too much about it, but okay. definitely once you're done that. All right. What else? Um, it, I don't know if I talked about this last time. It, I also watched what the, what was recently the Oscars? Yeah. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I think you brought you, up that, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to bring it up again because if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's on Netflix, and it's really good. Sad, but yeah, really good. I highly recommend seeing that. One of the best war movies I've ever seen. Okay. It's up there with Saving Private Ryan, you know, which great flick. But, um, yeah, highly recommend that. Brad, It's one of Brad Cree's top favorite movies too. So um, just a little name drop there. And then uh, one I am almost done as well, MH370, The Disappearance yes. of... Just finished it the other day. Yeah. Just finished it. It's awesome. I have about 20 minutes left in the final episode. It's great. It is good. Yeah. It's like WTF happened, you know? Yeah. I, 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 it, it also makes you wonder. There's another, um, there's another series, Pine Gap. That I feel like kind of relates to some stuff. And I've watched Pine Gap and I started watching it. It was going in the background and I think I'm on episode three or four and I have to start over again, I think, because I didn't pay close enough attention to episode one and two. But it makes me think a lot of the stuff from MH370. I always want to say 730. 370. Um, But it makes you wonder what is really going on everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. And when they talk about and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the U.S. training mission that was going on wherever it was in that area that they think that I'm they may have shot right. that down. Like, why is that happening? Got to be ready for it. But why are they? Why are the Americans over there doing a training? And they're just like, yeah, come on over. Train in this area. Probably get paid money. I guess. But it just seems like it's it's just... To me, that was the kind of weird thing. And then it was also the other part was, is this documentary airing on American Netflix? Because in the end, doesn't it kind of take some pretty serious shots at the U.S. government? And A little bit. Yeah. I, I'm not totally finished it. Like <laughs> you I only said, have 20 minutes. Yeah, well, I don't think too much happened. You said the end it? of it. Yeah. All right. And then the last 20. I think I'm right at the part where they're showing the American uh, Army practice yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, All right. Yeah. Well, we got Some a couple of gentlemen that look like they want to get in here and, and use the room. So at, at this time, I think we'll wrap things up, Chal. Love it. Thanks for having me. Hopefully it uh, keeps going. All right. In the meantime <laughs> and in between time, I am Mike Hancock saying... That's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access with myself and Jalen Rogers. We will chat next week. Yeah, we will.